Hello, and welcome to the Story Wagon Podcast, where we talk about life, story, and spiritual health. I am your host, Chaplain Jose Martinez, and you can learn more about this podcast at our website, storywagon.org. You can also show us your support on our Patreon page so that we can continue to host this podcast and create resources that help our communities develop good spiritual health. Welcome. Welcome, everybody, to another Story Wagon podcast. Uh, Today, we have an interesting topic that we're going to be talking about, uh, especially in a time of a pandemic where uh, spiritual disciplines are going to be very important. And today's spiritual discipline that we're going to be speaking of is Sabbath. And so to speak on Sabbath, I have my guest, Rabbi Joe Charnas, who is here with me. And if you don't know, uh, for the listeners out there, I'm actually in Germany right now uh, performing my chaplain duties here for the military. So uh, Rabbi Joe has been so gracious enough to come and speak with us about Sabbath. So uh, Rabbi, welcome to the show. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. I I look forward to many more conversations on and off mic. Well, great. Thank you very much. So Joe, uh, Rabbi, I, I would ask you, can you give us a little uh, bio about yourself? What, what do you um, talk about your organization that you have, or and the things that you do? My my focus in life, as a military spouse, is not. It's it's not particularly conducive for. Pulpit life because mm-hmm. we're moving constantly. Mm-hmm. So I don't have a pulpit, and the truth is I'm not interested particularly in a pulpit. Mm. My focus is on Jewish observance, Jewish living with my brothers and sisters, Jewish and non-Jewish, since we're in a very mixed setting, as you know, as a military chaplain. Mm -hmm. And our community is very mixed, and our services are very Jewish, but they are populated with people across the faith spectrum from zero to a hundred. Uh, in terms of faith, and the orientations of their faiths are also very, very different. So it's a beautiful community that we have, and once Sarah retires, we'll worry about how to continue our our focus on on spreading the wisdom of Judaism. But my focus is much more on interfaith encounters with, with human beings of every faith community. And it's a very rich and enriching experience. Oh, great. Well, thank you for that. So, Rabbi, you know, um, we've been in COVID-19 or in this pandemic for over a year now. And, you know, we're heading up on two years. Mm -hmm. And many people are wondering, is this going to end, you know, Mm -hmm. sort of thing. And it seems like life, even though we're in this uh, self-quarantine or like uh, social distancing Mm -hmm. Uh, it seems like life is still continuing on at a fast pace for many, many people. It's just that the stressors have been different. And so one of the things that I've been thinking about is this this idea of rest in this, in, in, in this pandemic world. And um, I'm wondering, can you give us a good understanding of what Sabbath means from a uh, Jewish perspective? And then, you know, as we continue on with that, we can um, talk about how to implement it in other people with other belief systems mm. and that sort of thing. Yeah. First of all, let me say that I'm 
I'm fairly traditional in my life. Uh, I am an observant Jew. I'm not orthodox, but I'm very traditional. And what I'm about to describe or help you understand about the Sabbath is not the do's and the don'ts in terms of its formal observance. I want to give you the inner life, the inner dimension of what Sabbath is for me as a Jew and also what I hope people can find some meaning and wisdom in for their own lives. Because I don't believe the Sabbath is just the Jewish Sabbath. Mm -hmm. And even in Christianity, and, and I didn't mention this, but I have a background in, in Christian studies, as you can see the library here. <laughs> right. I have, <laughs> there's a lot of Christian books, technical academic books on, on Christianity. I've studied, I'm a student of Christianity, and I have very high esteem for the Christian faith and for Jesus. And I think that in terms of Sabbath, it's not accidental that in Hebrews 4, Jesus refers, it's, it refers to Jesus as the Sabbath rest. Mm. And so what I'm trying to do immediately is let you see it's not just the Jewish Sabbath. I, I personally believe that the Sabbath is a much more universal institution. The term is particular. It's Hebrew. Mm. Okay, Shabbat or Shabbos. The particular way that we as Jews observe this Sabbath, this universal Sabbath construct, is unique to the Jewish tradition. But the concept, I believe, is central to humanity, this idea of, quote, Sabbath. And as we delve into the word itself, we'll see why, and I hope you'll see its relevance for human beings, not just for Jews, but for humans. Mm -hmm. the, the rabbis speak of the Sabbath as... as a day of eternity, or one poetic rephrasing of that, eternity uttering a day. Mm. It's, it's very poetic. And there's a, a famous Jewish thinker, a deep thinker, uh, named Heschel, Abraham Joshua Heschel. He was a rabbi in the last century. And he wrote a, a powerful work on the Sabbath that many people read. Everybody says it's profound, but nobody often lives it. Mm. And it's a tragedy. And this isn't something I'm revealing to you. This is known. Right. The depth and the wisdom that he brings out, not only him, but he's a popular writer of it on the Sabbath. His wisdom is so deep, as is the rabbinic wisdom, the other, the ancient rabbis. And he spoke of the Sabbath, a very unique way of framing it as a sanctuary in time, not place, but time existence is holy mm -hmm. in terms of time he calls sabbath our great sabbaths our great cathedrals and the first thing that was declared holy in the hebrew bible is in genesis chapter 2 with the sabbath mm -hmm. and it says sanctify it it's talking about time mm -hmm. so time is is central the holiness in time, not in space or place, but in time. And for Jews, this is a lived reference. This is a model that we live. We don't refer to the days even as Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I'm not talking in Hebrew even. Mm -hmm. We call our days the first day of the Sabbath. 
Today is the second day of the Sabbath. Today is the third day of the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Our reference is the Sabbath mm-hmm. because that is what we revere in life. And there's an old from oh, about 100 and probably 50, 70 years ago, maybe longer, a secular writer, Jewish, wrote on the Sabbath that more than the Jews have kept the Sabbath, the Sabbath has kept the Jews. It is central to who we are as a people. And there, there is this understanding even among Jews who aren't observant. They may not keep it, but it is central to who we are. And there's an outer dimension. Here's what you do. Here's what you don't do. Here's when you start. And here are the hows and the whys. That's the outer dimension. But there's an inner dimension that the outer is always directing us toward and is directing us within that inner form, that inner being that we all compose if you have an outlook that includes the sacred. And it's a time of reunion and reconciliation and communion and healing and restoration because the idea of Sabbath in its foundational sense, meaning its root meanings of, in the Bible, one of its everybody knows it means to stop that's its first meaning in the bible god rested but that's a metaphor for us mm-hmm. god didn't need a break after yeah it's a big universe <laughs> a lot of work but he didn't need a a physical break mm-hmm. the rest was an intimation for us and we therefore have to take that reference very seriously not necessarily literally but seriously And the idea of Sabbath is stopping because we need a time to stop in our lives so that we can restore and reflect, not just stopping every night like sleep. Mm. That's not Sabbath. Okay. That's rest. Mm -hmm. Here's where the richness of the Hebrew word comes in because there are many words for to stop or to rest in Hebrew. This word was chosen because it also has the meaning and the idea of resting and restoring. This is an inner rest, not a physical rest. This is an inward rest because it also means to turn. The rabbis relate the word to the word for turn in its etymology, the letters. So it's a time of stopping and resting and restoring. The restoration comes from turning within. So the Sabbath is stopping, but it's also turning within Mm. so that we can restore and rebuild and recover what we've lost as a result of life that has broken us down. Mm. This is our time of inner rebuilding, not outward. Yes, we stop building outwardly. Absolutely. We don't engage with the world, but that's a metaphor. We don't build without, we rebuild within. That's what the purpose of the stopping is to stop and to turn within. Again, the rabbis have a cute little play on the word of, of the letters that they related to the word for to turn. So stop, restore, and turn. The turning in is what restores as a result of stopping. So that's what this rest and restoration and returning are ultimately there for. And this is why I feel it's a human practice. Mm -hmm. A Buddhist doesn't call it Sabbath, Mm -hmm. but they do have a time for stopping, a time for turning inward. 
a time for reflecting, a time for rebuilding. In fact, one of the Hebrew words for meditate has to do with building within, mm. building up from within. So I see this as a much broader context, and this is a necessary practice for us as humans if we want to rebuild not our outer world, but our inner world, so that we can then come back to the outer world and rebuild it with new eyes mm. and a new heart and a restored heart. That's uh, wow. That is that is great. I mean, I see a lot of connections with uh, when we talk about resiliency mm. uh, in that in that rebuilding in the internal self. Uh, how important that is in this day and age with yeah. the pandemic. And I'm wondering um, with the community that you're with. You know, have you seen any kind of flourishing? When they, when they, when you utilize the um, Sabbath in the way that you're you're describing, okay, I have to be careful here. <laughs> the community, the communities, I'll say communities, okay. And I'm saying this because it depends on which community I'm in. Oh, okay. Some of the people who come, especially in times like this, we have very limited access. Mm -hmm. We have an open house and an open door. But many people who come don't have that initial focus mm -hmm. or that interest. And they're just as welcome as a member of the clergy or a devoted person of any faith tradition. Mm -hmm. But what often happens when I have a group sometimes who are much more on the, say, humanist side, mm -hmm. I can't speak so much on the soul. I am a theist and I believe that this is restoration of the soul, which restores us. Mm -hmm. But we also can function within a humanist's model because we all need that inner restoration. I don't care about the terminology. Mm. You're restoring from within. I call it soul. You call it self. Mm. Wonderful. They both start with us. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm happy. <laughs> I'm not interested in terminology. Right. But when we do what, what my, my brief description was, the people who aren't of faith, not aggressively anti, Mm. I'm talking new atheist type. I'm talking just people who don't have any interest in the sacred mm. or they find it. I left that in Sunday school when I was six and I've grown up and beyond. Mm -hmm. I do find that many people, when they begin to engage with us, and we have a strange group of people, a cross section that is, is truly, truly holy from Atheist, and I'm on a panel with an atheist every day, every year who comes to our Sabbaths. Mm. And we debate, trust me, <laughs> on the panel. Right. But in the sacred context, he's restored. Mm. And we have literally evangelically oriented Christians who theologically, I am in grave danger of, of losing my soul because of my lack of faith in Jesus mm. as my Lord and Savior. They come regularly to our Sabbath, mm -hmm. and it doesn't even come up. We all are nourished by it. When I have the opportunity to take us into this practice of Sabbath, which is stopping and centering and grounding, that's the first meaning of Sabbath, to stop more broadly, to center or to ground. And then that second meaning of to turn, the way the rabbis relate the word Sabbath to the one word for turn, I stop not just stop, but I stop so I can turn within. And then I can encounter the self and rebuild and resoul and restore. 
and come back whole or more whole. When we do that through our chanting, through our ritual, through our sacred studies, through our communal engagement, community, everybody, people who hadn't been in synagogue or church for years, are transformed over time. Mm -hmm. But it's a presence that you have to bring mm -hmm. and be open to. It, it does no good if it simply remains a mental construct. It has to be received and it has to allow be allowed to take root within. And that's why I say Sabbath for us is not a day. It's a day-to-day -day event within our week because we consider our days the first day of the Sabbath. It's always looking forward to that eternity uttering a day. Mm -hmm. Am I hearing eternity? Am I encountering the eternal, the transcendent? Or again, if, if you're more on the humanist side of things, are you encountering that which is central and core within you? Mm -hmm. However long it endures after our physical existence passes. There is a core aspect of who we are that we reconnect with. And there aren't, there isn't just one way. The Jewish way is into that, that model of eternity on this plane is the Sabbath. Mm. But there are other ways. There's not any more than there's one right way to say house. I could say casa. I could say bait. I could say house. Mm -hmm. They're all correct. They're just different languages. Mm -hmm. And I believe that our faith practices are different approaches, different avenues into that existential core that we're all seeking as, as people of faith and as humans just seeking wisdom. So I do see when we, when we have an opportunity to genuinely reflect and encounter the presence of the holy, the holy in time, and the holy within each other in our community, it, it is transformative. It's a gift. It's a gift. And in fact, it's called a gift in the rabbinic world. Mm -hmm. The Sabbath is a gift. Mm. Yeah, that's so beautiful. One of the things that, that's striking out to me uh, when we're talking about Sabbath and looking forward to the, the eternity, the day-to-day, -day, mm -hmm. um, I, w I wonder what happens for a lot of folks. And, and you know, it, I've been talking to many people who are feeling you know things of like anxiety things of grief uh yeah. in this time in that and that it, it is hard for them even though they might be in one place and sort of still still the 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 mind is working the the life mm -hmm. outside is still crashing in on them uh not just because of the pandemic but there's things that are happening in their lives and so how do you help people through that process to help them even though the world around them might be burning or falling apart mm -hmm. and they're in grief or they're in trauma or they're, mm -hmm. and they're suffering, how do you help them through that Sabbath? It's interesting. I'm doing a series right now with a, a pastor, a podcast on, on lament. Mm. Uh, I'll, I'll keep it in the context of the Sabbath because life just because we have a time that we stop doesn't mean life stops. Right. Doesn't mean our brokenness is restored. Mm. Doesn't mean just because I've stopped and I've turned within and I'm get and, and the ideal, yes, is restoration. Those are models. But how do I 
how do I encounter that restoration? And I will just tell you just one, one, broad, one broad aspect first, three parts to it. Okay. The Sabbath, if you look at where the Sabbath is grouped and how it's mentioned in the, in the Bible, but we'll just limit it to the first five books, the first mention of Sabbath is creation. Right in chapter two. Mm. The another that so creation is a model. So Sabbath and creation are intimately linked. Okay. Another link that and when you look in the Ten Commandments in, in Exodus chapter twenty, when it mentions the Ten Commandments that Moses received on Sinai, it also there when it says, Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. And it, it mentions the creation mm. in the Ten Commandments. Okay. So it's mentioning, number one, the Sabbath in the Ten Commandments. Mm -hmm. And that's not a ritual. That's not don't murder. That's not an idolatry. It seems to be a very strange positioning. But it's placed in the Ten Commandments because it's just as central. And it's the only one that is called holy, by the way, mm -hmm. in all the Ten Commandments. <laughs> Sanctify it. Mm -hmm. That doesn't say it about murder. Doesn't say it about honoring your parents. Doesn't even say it about don't worship foreign gods to be holy. But the Sabbath, it says, remember the Sabbath to keep it holy. So we've got creation and redemption. Remember the Exodus. We're doing this because I took you out of the land of Egypt. That's what it says in the Ten Commandments. What's the Sabbath have to do with the Ten Commandments? That's the juxtaposition you have to keep in mind. Creation, redemption, and then in, in Leviticus... It mentions the Sabbath and it uses the terminology that is used for Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. Mm -hmm. it calls it a Shabbat Shabbaton, the ultimate Sabbath, complete Sabbath rest. So three themes are linked here with Sabbath. Creation, redemption, atonement, or reconciliation, or healing. This is the model, the world, that dwelling in the Sabbath will help you help you enter into the, the notion that Sabbath is simply something we observe is no. Sabbath is linked up with creation because Sabbath is central to creating, to the creation in general. Mm -hmm. It's the culmination of creation. Yeah. And it's also necessary for us in our creation to recreate our lives. It's linked with the Exodus because in some way, through observance, redemption happens mm. from our, not Pharaoh and not Egypt, but what the rabbis call the inner Pharaoh and the inner Egypt mm -hmm. that is crushing us and oppressing us. Mm. These are practices. I'm, I know I'm being broad because I, I can't walk us through specifics in a short time. But the idea of Sabbath and redemption from Egypt is telling you the Egypt in your life or the Egypts and the Pharaohs in your life who are raining down upon you, what is oppressing you and breaking you and, and enslaving you. The Sabbath is ultimately a, a redeeming force in your life. Not that you will have Garden of Eden existence mm -hmm. on earth. Mm -hmm. But the redemption from within will allow you to experience the oppression and suffering from without very differently. It redeems you in your encounter with it because it's creating you anew. Creation, redemption, and then atonement or healing. 
reconciliation. These are three themes that in life, if I have a creative force in my life, if I have a redeeming force in my life, and if I have an atoning, reconciling, healing force in my life, I'm going to be okay no matter how critically I'm failing because I have redemption and atonement and I am still existing in creation. The Sabbath model, the Sabbath structures, the Sabbath practices, they are there. The outward form is there to direct us within so that we can encounter deep, deep creation within and recreation, even if it doesn't recreate the world outside. Mm. We are redeemed and created, recreated from within. And the rabbis, is a brilliant rabbi from a couple of hundred years ago, the Kotzka Rebbe, he said that people, this is a rich teaching, he says that people often look up into the heavens and wonder, wow, how did that happen? Mm. Look with such wonder into the heavenly, which it is. He says, I wish people would look within, turn their eyes and look within mm. and say, wow. Look at the heavenly world within. That's a re broad rephrasing of what he said to make it a little more modern. Mm -hmm. But the idea is we have a heavenly world within mm -hmm. that is just as heavenly as the, the celestial region. And if we tap into that, that can help redeem us and recreate our world from within so that we can experience the brokenness that life often breaks us down with but we can still come out, not whole, but more whole, mm -hmm. approaching wholeness, even in our brokenness. Wow, yes. And we need each other for it. Right. That's why we don't observe Sabbath alone. And this pandemic has been brutal. I don't want to see another face on a screen and say, Shabbat Shalom, the Sabbath of peace. That's how we greet each other on Sabbath. Shabbat Shalom, which means a Sabbath of peace. I hope this Sabbath is bringing you more peace slash wholeness. The word in Hebrew for peace is the word for wholeness and completion. Mm. Somehow this Sabbath is making us more whole through our observance, through our reflection, through our communal context, through our prayers, through our restoration that takes place as a result of looking within. If we honestly look, we can do it functionally. But that's the overall goal without going into the mechanics of, well, how does not turning on a light on the Sabbath in any way recreate or restore, or redeem or heal my soul? Those are the specifics that we can talk about another time of observance of the role maybe of law mm -hmm. and ritual practice versus how that's understood in, in maybe in Christianity and in other traditions. We are a very ritually oriented tradition, but it's, it's greatly misunderstood as if we need freedom from, mm. right? There's, in, in Pauline, there's different approaches to certainly New Testament studies, but certainly in the Reformed outlook, the Reformed Reformational theology, it is apart from the law is the righteousness of God. That's Paul throughout, especially in Romans 3. He repeats it over and over. We view the law as our means 
and the way we appropriate right appropriate righteousness and wholeness and sabbath is one way into that mm-hmm. observance mm-hmm. mitzvot the law and the commandment mm-hmm. right those are our way into the holy and the sabbath again that reference every day today is the today is is uh, tuesday so today is the third day of the sabbath sabbath in my mind always has that echo of eternity mm. i'm tapping into the infinite mm. the eternal regularly my consciousness is always unless i'm unconscious <laughs> referencing something much broader than the immediate confines of i'm here in germany and it is whatever time it is is a much grander outlook that this is giving me a reference and a vision to experience life through wow well rabbi uh, thank you so much uh, time is uh, goes by so quick when we have good conversation uh, so to end it all i'm wondering is if somebody is out there and listening to you and wants to reach out and connect with you is there a way that they can connect with you do you have a email or a website that you can guide them to yeah why don't you just do email that's the easiest okay it's our shared differences our o-u-r shared s-h-a-r-e-d and then differences with another d d-i-f-f-e-r-e-n-c-e-s at gmail.com and i'd be happy to to certainly connect and and i'll just leave you with the thought from we we say it every sabbath in fact in our prayers it's from exodus chapter 31 and it speaks of the sabbath several times in the bible but this one is particularly beautiful and again it speaks of god resting but that's a metaphor god rested and was refreshed in 3117 god rested and was refreshed rabbis understand all references to god's human actions when it's phrased in human actions it's speaking for our human response that's how we should model our lives and so when it says god rested and was refreshed that's generally the translation i've looked it up in just so that when i talk to other communities of, of christian of the christian faith uh, i can at least i know their their translations but that's the general translation and it's a fine translation the root word however is not that god rested and was refreshed mm. the root word is god rested and the word is for soul and he was resold or he he, re-ex- he experienced soul mm. the rabbis broadened that into god rested and gave the world the world soul in the form of the sabbath mm. whatever day you keep whatever form you keep however the idea is if there is a time and a place and a way that you can enter into a life of centering a life of grounding a life of turning in and encountering honestly what you are experiencing and it's not always pretty the idea is you are to come out restored whole more whole more restored with more grace with more light with more humility because you've realized how far you've strayed from who you are Mm. it's a painful but also very uplifting because the potential is so beautiful and now i have that potential to bring that greater gift 
out back into the world. And as I fail throughout the next week, I have another chance every week to restore mm -hmm. and rebuild. And each week bring more light because of my restoration and my internal reflection. So find a way to reflect and to turn within and to observe what you're seeing within and to try to allow that recreation, redemption, and healing. The three themes that Sabbath is related to or linked up with in Genesis, Exodus, and Leviticus. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Rabbi. And thank you for those who are listening. And uh, I pray that you will find your shalom within the Shabbat. Amen. And on that note, we'll call that a wrap for this episode of Story Wagon. I want to thank you, the listener, for supporting us and listening to this episode. And if you want, please follow us on any social media platform and type in Story Wagon. You can also visit us at a website, storywagon.org. And so with that, this is Chaplain Jose Martinez wishing you good spiritual health.